At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Ah! The, it didn't have me say get ready for your nightmare so it just started the recording with you going ah! yeah that's, <laughs> that's welcome to terror yeah okay welcome to oral hygiene this is the podcast where we talk about educational films weird documentaries experimental films and the like this is matt today with me is mark malik hello mark hello. malik Yep. How are you? Did you have sweet dreams? Them sweet dreams last night. Uh, it's six thirty p.m. I've been awake for like twelve hours. <laughs> well, before that, twelve uh, hours. Oh. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure I just barely slept at all. But I'm pretty sure I had nightmares about not okay. about communism. Not about communism. Well, that's what I we're think. I had nightmares about not enough communism. Oh, uh, okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you a real red nightmare, young American. <laughs> ah! This one is actually weird. Um, this one's kind of a big budget um, educational film. It's yeah, they had to build an entire town and then take it, take it over from the communists. Right, exactly. But it was, um, this was like, you saw Jack Warner's name like slapped on the beginning, right? Um, he took Th- this that as is- like one of the warner brothers right yeah and this film was like his personal mission like he wasn't you know he was very executive he he didn't get fingers in on movies anymore but in this case he was quite involved he was he really was like serious about this red nightmare interesting and how old was he at this point oh he would have been quite um zombie-esque mummy-esque yeah. or something like that he was pretty old like i yeah Makes sense. I mean, I'm not looking at the dates of his life, but I don't think it went too many years after this. And that's why um, I, I guess you didn't create uh, create. You didn't recognize our our Rod Serling stand in. No, I did not. I, I'm ashamed. That's uh, I, I dr- guess that's Dragnet's Jack Webb. OK, yeah, I've the only Dragnet I've seen is the uh, the Dan Aykroyd one. <laughs> Right, uh, but he was '60s Dragnet, and that that shows fun because it just becomes in the later years it becomes like ridiculously conservative. Huh. It's like the far right police uh, detective show. They're just like arresting hippies every yeah. week. Yeah, basically, it's like entrap entrapping hippies every single week. So Jack Webb, Jack Webb felt that too. But um, of course, this one does have quite a story. Can you give us that? Uh, that quick tv guide summary of the red nightmare what if the russians built a fake town oh but wait to to learn about america but oh wait they didn't but you're supposed to believe that they probably did but okay what if this kind of mildly depressed man was thrust into it during a nightmare and then he learned how good he had it even though he didn't really not know how good he had it before he was just kind of generally cranky and now he's going to let his daughter get married who's i guess a teenager 
You didn't, the, even mention, <laughs> you didn't even mention him getting shot in the head. Jerry can now appreciate a world uh, with zinc. He, by the time he didn't really seem to care if he was shot in the head or not. Anyway, let's 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 take it from the beginning. Okay, so you're you seem obsessed with the fake Russian town. It's well, it, it's put in immediately. It's like here is this here is this town. Well, we could assume they have the town. But now what if we put a man into this town in his inside of his dream? It's like they're really kind of um, taking concepts and just kind of juggling them. Yeah. Their whim. But so many of them did end up in real world situations. I'm sure you remember your espionage class from high school. Yeah, of course. I, I got an A in explosive class. Yeah. But um, but it, it, it it's not like I would. It's not like I couldn't believe that Russians were doing some kind of like training for what America is like, but for them to build an entire town and do it is just kind of absurd, especially when we sort of, we, we had to known at that point that Russia is not, was not uh, particularly, I, I don't know. They're building big palaces. They weren't necessarily building a I training think facilities. They might've had something along those lines, to be honest. I'm not sure huh. it's 100% bullshit. <laughs> that would have been something that I should have researched. Yeah. But um, yeah, we get out of it pretty quick uh, where we meet Jerry Donovan, a real American asshole. Yeah, it's interesting how the, the actual plot of the, the film doesn't doesn't actually happen for <laughs> quite a while. That's, why, that's part of why I refer to him as fake Rod Serling because Rod Serling would do something like step in Here's the scenario, and then step out. But this, in this case, Jack Webb steps in, and says, "How about this scenario? What if this was real? This isn't real. What if it's? Oh no! Here's the real scenario." <laughs> right. Well, he was Twilight zoning pretty, himself. It's pretty. It's pretty disjointed overall. I think that's that's the main takeaway from it. I don't know. Jerry's me. Jerry's life seems like a bit of a red nightmare from the start with all these community meetings and shit. I mean. Yeah, I I wasn't usually something like this where a character is thrust into a into a nightmare or I don't know alternate reality or something like that. Usually it's something like they're an incorrigible horrible person and they need to learn a lesson. I didn't really think Jerry was he was sort of just a little depressed and didn't want to go to community meetings and I guess the thing that he was most angry about was that his daughter wasn't going to get married four years from then which i i couldn't tell how old his daughter was i know the actress was like 30 <laughs> i think <laughs> she was i think she was supposed to be like 18 or something jerry should get to miss all the damn meetings he wants that's 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 real freedom you're right that's america is not going to the damn meetings like the nightmare of communism is you must participate no <laughs> um, nightmare Right, and uh, in Soviet Russia, bright future promises you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what What else do we have? We have oh the 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 younger daughter. There's a big age difference with his kids too. What's up with that? I guess I guess well, the the one getting married was the mistake. Maybe they're supposed to be closer together. I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> the one getting married. Maybe he's, maybe she's. Uh, she I mean, was the even catalyst. if she's. Even if she's 18, I mean, that's still a pretty large. That's like a 10 year difference with those other kids. But uh, maybe anyway, that's the whole thing is you're supposed to you're supposed to pick up the like, oh, that's why he got married to somebody who's like who he hates, who nags him to go to community meetings because he 
knocks someone up at 18 and he doesn't want his daughter to make the same mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the little girl, anyway, she asked for coffees on strawberries. That sounds okay. I think I I thought that implied that the coffee, that the daughter put coffee on her strawberries by mistake because she was distracted because she was working up the nerve. It was a grown daughter, was wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, she put coffee on her strawberries. Yeah, there's the younger one calling it out. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, I was like, that seems like something Starbucks might do. I don't know. I haven't been in a Starbucks since 2008. So, well, the whole point is that this segment is incredibly long. It just, he, he goes over, I think, three or four or five different things he doesn't want to do. And then his daughter is distracted for a super long time, even though the only reason that she's there is just make him mad by saying she's engaged and and wants to get married right away um but but yeah after that that sequence of events we do get into our our red nightmare where you know one thing he i guess jerry didn't watch inception so they're like hey if you don't remember how you got here you know good chance it's a dream there's something that always bothers me about things like this which is that everyone every character has to explain to the main character how the world works and no one no one is allowed to no one asks, like, why don't you know how everything works all the time, comrade? What's going on? That's you're acting suspicious, comrade. Like nobody, nobody ever does that. It's just, uh, it's just set up so that he goes around just asking how things work, and people tell him, and then he acts surprised continuously the entire time, basically. What is his dream? So they like literally would be NPCs. I guess so. It it just seems like he would maybe figure something out like it's it seems like he never accepts the world that he's in at all it's just like this is wrong i should be in america no no this is wrong you're wrong you're, you're wrong you're all wrong yeah Bang, i mean let's notice he still has a pretty large house um linda still gets her makeup rations um everyone just lost their sense of humor and says comrade a lot yeah, and at the same time, they seem to just be really much more agreeable than he is. He kind of <laughs> comes across. If you take any of the editorializing about communism out of this, then it just seems like this guy is just a dick in some other country. Jerry just he doesn't know how to turn off his mind, relax, and float downstream. Speaking of which, and Linda, for all we know, she's probably going to one of those those commie hippie LSD drenched communal farms. Yeah, she had a really awesome like cloth safari outfit. I, I, I don't know. Everybody seemed as the other thing. All the communists seemed like they were dressed pretty cool. Yeah, except they, they probably the, messed up with that. Except for Jerry, everyone's doing pretty well here. Except that he, they have no sense of humor anymore. I guess that's the scourge of communism. Yeah. You, you don't have a sense yeah. of humor anymore. Yeah, they just said, "Hey, just act like robots." Yeah, so that's what they do. But um, yeah, actually, when you think about the proportions of this film, the actual nightmare parts it, it's kind of rushed. It's true. Russian. And uh yeah, they rushed they especially rushed to the end. Yeah. I felt like like what they do, they spent fifteen minutes like with him in his uh house, like with the, the, the daughter getting married problems, and then just like everything's like bang, 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 and then a literal bang when they get to the uh nightmare. I guess yeah, dreams it's almost are pretty like short. they it's almost like they didn't storyboard anything. Right. Or or, or write a script. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't write a script. Um, can we talk about Jerry's job? Yeah, that's because, kind of where oh I was going next. Oh boy. 
that was the most ironic thing in the whole film because his job is basically Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And then a quota. <laughs> it's like, you can't expect me to do a certain thing while I'm at my job. <laughs> yeah, quotas. Yeah, it's like try going, try going uh, 50 years and or oh god. Okay. How <laughs> what year is this from? 1962? Something that like right? that. Yeah. Yeah, try going. 60 years into the future and then working at Amazon and it's like robots tell you box box up 25 things per minute it's just I don't know how Amazon works is that how Amazon works yes it is it's just, okay. it is it is straight up people are like allotted five minutes to go to the bathroom and they have to fit they have to fill a quota of a certain amount of boxing things up they, they don't really... not get it by the robots and and then oh that was the the one his coworker is the one person that sort of seems to have a shred of humanity left. Yeah, it is true. He's kind of just hey, tired, buddy. You better get your quota. Like he has like a bit of spark in his voice, where everyone else is just uh, a robot. Of course, there has to be like one person to just give give him friendly advice because everyone else is just what comrade. What are you doing? Why are you so, why so slow? I hope to earn the title of commissar someday. What does a commissar do? It controls the phone lines? They never really explained that. <laughs> there was something about like all call, all calls have to be approved by the commissar. Like the commissar is someone who just has to approve like does someone have time to do that or does, is there just no phone calls? Yeah. And the semantics of this movie is a little confusing cuz um like the church is, of course, a museum now. Did did everyone lose their humor and go communist overnight, or was it like ten years ago? When when did this town? I mean, it, it had to be the uh, every town beforehand, but now it's a, it's communist land. Well, this is one of those where the entire the, the world can't possibly exist outside of this town, I guess, because <laughs> part of his ridiculous string of five six seven speeches at the end it's like people are going to figure out what's going on here and they're going to wake up to it and, and he seems to be referring to people from outside of the town and i'm like this so you're in a vacuum you're <laughs> there's just no it's it's like there's no history the history is just completely stripped from it i guess it's like the matrix it was still a little rude to pull the trigger in the middle of his seventh speech though I don't understand why they had to shoot him in the back. Like they have to clean up or shoot him in the back of the head. And it's like, they have just going to have to clean up so much stuff. You probably want to put a bag over their head anyway. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how Stalin had people killed was they would, they would either be like in, in cells or have like be in bags where they could just go ahead and take the bags and throw them out. Cause you know, Stalin was killing Stalin didn't give people time to, to have speeches cause he killed too many people. Right, right. But um, what was it? Yeah, he did. I mean, I, I guess he didn't commit like death penalty crimes, but he, he he was a complete dick in the museum. He was like trashing stuff and, you know, and then there's like, a, you know, the provincial museum has a military detachment. That was kind of weird. Yeah. Within like three seconds, there's like an entire platoon coming in. <laughs> yeah, I bet if you, um, you know, you could say that, I don't know, say that there is a museum with Alexander Graham Bell's early inventions and you just went and smashed all of them and said this isn't this is from another country this isn't from america and then they would probably throw you in jail for 20 years and your life would be effectively ruined and you might as well have been shot or you might get killed in prison 
Yeah, I mean, hey, we don't know that we're not being propagandized there. Maybe, maybe they gave us the wrong history. Maybe Jerry invented the telephone. I don't know. Um, That's true. And then they are accusing him of trying to turn his children against a communist state. I mean, one, there's an actual offense. He was like, you didn't tell me what I'm guilty of. Well, they told him that. And he and he did that. So he failed. He failed miserably. At it. He failed miserably. Not listening. Try to. The, the key okay. thing is he tried to turn his children. <laughs> That's pretty um, harsh. Yeah. So anyway, he he, he wakes up and uh, was it the, the 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 son wants the Spock helmet or something? um yeah i think so <laughs> yeah and then the couple's like hey we've got something to tell you i'm pregnant right i think I yeah and reading- he's just a complete dick about it they were no they were just they were just like uh hey we've got something to tell you he's like well you better t- say it now while i'm in a good mood we're like yeah. we've decided to wait he's like well i think that's a good idea it just sounds like he hasn't learned a damn thing no freedom actually, to not worship God here. Well, I don't think people who are writing scripts then were really thinking about just base manipulation like that. Yeah. And then the end Never. was it that man is you. You know, clearly this film is not directed towards women, just assholes like Jerry. Yeah. And then and then they hit you with join the army. I was like, oh, that was the whole thing. You're supposed to join the army. It was in 62. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh korea i i don't know korea was long over and then we were just starting to get our feet wet in vietnam yeah we're just starting to replace the french down there but yeah i don't know maybe they want to go to cuba that's the next year there's your there's your red nightmare i guess (laughs) yeah it really struck me how once they started once they started sentencing him that he sort of went from I guess I guess it was like he gradually escalated from being just an irritable man who was yelling at people to being to trying to do a bunch of motivational speeches, but he wasn't particularly good at it. And then in, and then just in reality, he's just passive aggressive now. Yeah, like le- a slightly less passive aggressive. Um, yeah, yeah, he was just sort of. Well, I'll tell you something. I, I wish I'd transcribed his speeches, but they weren't very good, and it's sort of like no one cares. I don't I don't understand why it's so hard for him to understand that no one cares. You're not making a speech for anyone. It's not being recorded. (laughs) It's it's weird. And interesting. Interestingly, that's, you know, the beginning of the 60s where maybe that's why it comes across as so like weird and stilted because the 60s were just sort of an era of people making really good speeches that people remember. Like so, MLK. Yeah. Did this look like cheap to you or like how did it? Appear? No. Okay. It didn't look cheap. No, it wasn't cheap. I, I was just for TV. It was actually quite a large budget at the time. I'm actually looking up the writers and directors. Uh, you said it seemed like no one wrote, wrote a script. But I think they did yeah. have like, actual people uh, doing this. It just felt disjointed. It felt like no one ever sat down and said, what are we trying to get across? Who is the audience? What do we want to tell them? What's our message? There's no message. I mean, there is a message, but it's just kind of all over the place. And again, I may be spoiled by things like Twilight Zone, which are much more uh, direct. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Oh, the director, George Wagner, where he makes his middle G's really large for some reason. Hmm. 
like in the credits, like good game, George Wag, good gamer. I don't know. It's little W, little A, two big G's, and then little N E R in the credits. So that was kind of strange. Yeah, he's just trying to tell you good game. Okay. Oh, he directed ten episodes of Batman, seven episodes of The Man from Uncle. So he was a he yeah. was a real TV guy, and then it looks like he made some. Uh, the bottom half of the drive-in bills uh, in the early 50s or something. But yeah, 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 it was a pretty serious. Oh, he made a, looks like he made a John Wayne film or two. That's pretty wild. Okay. Huh. So yeah, yeah, that is a, so, and he did that with his name model, a lot of the time. Huh. Okay. So he actually was a, I guess, a top flight TV director at the time. Huh. Again, the, the, the huh. people who made this movie were considered the talent of the time, so. I don't really, I don't really blame the director all that much. It just really seems like the writing and the uh, Jerry, Jerry wasn't super great, but I guess he can only do so much with the material. And the writer, well, he just he just wrote stuff. Okay, Night of the Witches. That sounds like fun. Yeah, hmm. he doesn't look quite as a big deal, but yeah, it seems that director was actually a notable, you know, I guess studio man of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't really think the directing was was an issue. It's sort of like a weird disjointed story. <laughs> uh yeah, just the I guess the McCarthy level minds behind the making of it. <laughs> All the way up yeah, to the, the top Warner Brother. It well it really might have just been like pass it to somebody in the FBI and like you you write this. You know, <laughs> it'd have just been like yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, there there is quite a bit of that going on. So, <laughs> yeah, it feel um, it it really feels sort of like the room where it's like, okay, not that bad, but it's, it definitely is sort of like a a feeling of someone talking, everyone's talking at everyone else. Yeah, because I, I told you I just did a podcast for Enemy of the State where um the idea mm-hmm. comes up that there's just one little script change. Uh, suggested by like the CIA that basically turned the movie from an anti-surveillance movie into a surveillance is awesome movie. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I may have heard that. Or kind of a like, you know, this has to happen, of course. Maybe, maybe, you know, just the bad guy had it in this movie, right? That sort of thing. It's sort of like the... uh, should be cool. Did you see the uh, RoboCop remake? Yeah. You, you notice how it feels like the end of the movie was written by someone different than the beginning of the movie. Oh, is that there's what all this gray area. Uh, I, I believe the uh, director just slowly lost control. because It was his first big Hollywood movie and they just like railroaded him. But there's a whole thing where uh, characters are like complex and have gray areas. And there's, and then the end is just like um, Michael Keaton just goes crazy. And then RoboCop has to stop him. Right. Well, I, I gave you such a flat yeah when you asked if I'd seen yeah. it because it's like yes, I've seen it, but I don't yeah. remember it at all. <laughs> there was there was stuff I genuinely liked in the beginning of it, but it they just kind of like lost the uh... yeah. I remember liking a few things in it, but then like definitely forgetting it. So I I don't like being taken out of a movie in a way that makes me think that that I'm watching something that was good turn into something bad because someone like rest control of it from someone who was doing what they wanted to do that's that's depressing well bringing it back to red nightmare i'd say yes. this one definitely is what it is and uh <laughs> it's <yeah>. what it is <laughs> well, it's a nightmare like, ah. yeah. 
Well, I'm just saying this is basically the I, one of the quintessential anti-communist films, you know? Yeah, it really um, doesn't hold up super well. No, and it barely makes any logical sense. <laughs> when when you are going to just, you know, make a, I guess, make a play against a rather large percentage of the world as a group, it's, you know, your logic isn't going to hold up, especially not in early 60s television. Well, it helps make it more fun because right now it's a little bit difficult to laugh at um, people with alternate reality, people who feel like they live in an alternate reality. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it doesn't hold up, but it's it's certainly, it was shown on prime time. This was, the audience for this was everybody. So, Jeez, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a, uh, a, a, an after after work special sort of not just after school. They showed it on every channel at 5.30 p.m. Right, yeah. No, no, like 8.30 p.m. Oh, you work until 8, huh? I, this, this was, sounds, uh, no, sounds like a capitalist nightmare. No, that, that's when Red, Red Nightmare was on TV, I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, think it, I think it had a pl- prime, time, the prime time slot. Okay. So. That's a pretty um, good slot. Yeah. I mean, it used to be. Anyway. Now there are no slots. Well, we'll what wake a up nightmare. Yeah, let's wake up from this nightmare. Do you have a uh, you want to send people somewhere on the internet once they wake up hey. from the nightmare? Hey, check out Dead Register's video. Don't fail me. It has puppets and I puppeteered a lot of the puppets and co-directed it. So in the, in the quarantine. So are you are you more muppet or man then? I'm more muppet. Or a muppety man. I'm a muppety man and I'm not a manly muppet okay anyway uh yeah rl hygiene pod uh facebook and twitter um and then of course uh, i also do the the sci-fi sanctuary which you can find at mlsfs pod that came out i was still staring at space but yeah that's twitter facebook and you know on whatever they call itunes now it's just apple Podcasts, is it that's boring yeah it's been apple Podcasts for a while yeah I guess that makes more mm. sense when you think about it, though, especially for podcasts. They usually don't have a whole lot of tunes. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll put a fork in this one. I, I guess it's done. Okay. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.